You're listening to the Emerging As Me podcast with me, your host, Caitlin Cox, a show to encourage and uplift you with my personal stories and impactful guest interviews. As we work through the hard stuff together, we will empower one another to persevere through all of life's challenges. We'll cover it all from marriage and motherhood, living in rural communities, loss and hardship, and how to keep faith alive while finding hope in your everyday life. The journey of life, as I have learned, isn't always a direct path to success and happiness. I'm traveling down life's winding roads, learning to navigate as I go, always growing and emerging with new perspectives and understanding. I'm constantly emerging as me through all of the things that life throws my way. So join me on this journey as we choose to emerge as better versions of ourselves every day. Let's get into it, y'all. Hey everyone, today I have Amanda from 2383 Farms with me on the podcast and we are going to talk a little bit about being a rural woman and entrepreneurship and a little bit about her journey and what she's doing. So, hey Amanda. (laughs) Hello, thank you so much for having me. It's so good to have you. Can you share a little bit, I guess, about your background how you got started kind of in the the world of entrepreneurship. And then I know you and your husband also farm too, right? Yes. So growing up, I actually was born into a family. We were huge into 4-H. And so I grew up having animals my whole life. I showed pigs. I showed sheep. We had cows. We had dogs. We had cats. I mean, you name it. I was around agriculture, but not on a large scale system. So anyway, I actually went to college. I got an animal science degree and did some internships, things like that. Came back and right after college, ended up getting married to my now husband, Josh. And I was pushed into the agriculture scene of like a large scale operation way faster. I love it. I was not expecting all of the curves with it, not growing up in a large scale thing. So it took a little bit of an adjustment to get used to that. But it is, like I said, a learning curve. So we got married. And yes, we have a cow-calf operation. And we also do row crop, hay, all of that. So all of our operation is very like the crops to feed the cows and all of that. Then take it one step further. And I And my husband decided to start our kind of side business doing direct-to-consumer beef and selling our home-raised beef that we raise start to finish on our operation. And we can say that we have everything right there. And probably 85% of what we feed into those cows are coming straight from our farm. So it's all a kind of step-by-step process of how it all happened. So I actually still work outside of the home. And so I am a crop insurance agent. Mm -hmm. So I'm still in the sector of agriculture part-time at a job. And then the other, I don't want to say part-time because really a, as an entrepreneur, you are getting a full, (laughs) yes, yes, a full-time job on top of everything else. And so I do my beef business on the side. And then I 
as you can see or will see through this, I took it one step further and I am doing a podcast now too on something that I was really passionate about and that is motherhood. And that too is another piece of the puzzle that we have two little boys. And so that's another thing that I have to make at the forefront and the importance of it. And so trying to balance all of it is something that I've been working on. And so, yes, between a job, a farm, a side business, and being a mom and a wife, there is a few different things that I have going on. But (laughs) I am finding the balance and I am thoroughly enjoying it all. Yeah, I know. I'm someone who I feel like it's just like in my blood. It's like I always have ideas and I'm always wanting to do something or add something. And I have to like slow myself down and say, okay, hold up. Wait a minute. What have you already got on your plate? Yeah. I completely understand where you're coming from. (laughs) I think I think we need to have best friend conversations over that because I feel 100% the same way. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes I've even asked myself, what is wrong with me? Why can't I just be still? (laughs) Right? Why can I not just sit and relax and be happy doing that? Yep. (laughs) Okay. So with that said, what do you feel are some unique challenges that you've faced being a rural woman and in entrepreneurship and also as a farm mom? I know you're talking about balance and kind of trying to navigate that. What are some of the challenges you think that you have faced or you do face? Yeah. So really as a rural entrepreneur, a lot going in when I started this business. So I've been in this a year and a half starting this. And my idea of this was, okay, let's start on social media and never even target anybody that I'm going to know. Because that was my biggest fear of being a rural entrepreneur. Everyone knows you or everyone knows of you or all of that. And so I didn't want them to sit there and judge me for what I was doing. And I think that was the biggest struggle that I had faced. And so my idea going into it was, I'm going to put myself out there on social media. All of a sudden, I'm going to get all of these customers from social media. And I quickly had a slap in the face that that was not the case. And so for the first half a year, I didn't try to do barely anything in my hometown. I didn't want to really like promote it. I was really scared about it. I was getting some customers, but not like pushing it. And I really took a step back and I was like, what is stopping me? Why why do I think in a small town that they're not going to support me, that they're going to judge what I'm doing because it was something different? And so that was probably one of the biggest challenges that I had like internally mm-hmm. as how can I make this work? For the farm mom side, that is something that I had to take a step back and say, okay, do I want my life to be on the farm helping out or do I want to share our farm story with people outside of the farming community? And so that of finding that balance, Mm -hmm. that was a thing of like, I'm not out there helping. Obviously, I work, but then I'm not out there hands in the dirt delivering calves at two in the morning. 
that is my husband's job and his brother and father. That's what they do. And I am there to help, but I'm not like fully part of that. And so that was something that as a challenge to try to find that balance, you need to know like what priorities do you want? So my priority was, do I want to be out on the farm all the time or be able to help in my spare time? Or do I want to share our message and teach people along the way? And so that was kind of something, like I said, I took a step back and I'm reaching out to people that do not know, or I meet people along the way that don't know about agriculture and where their food comes from. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a really exciting part of this journey. But there again, that balance. You cannot do it all. You will not do it all. And if you think you can do it all, you will not do it good. Yeah. (laughs) You might do it all, but you're going to burn yourself out in the process and there's going to be a crash. Yeah. I think, too, you're talking about how you work off the farm and you have all these other avenues, things you do. And then it's really hard. I feel like, too, I get into like a comparison. If you see other farm wives or moms and how they do things. And I'm not someone who's out in the field every day either. I've always had like my own career. I mean, I support my husband and I'll help him the best I can with whatever I can do. But me being out there all the time in it like that is just not my role. And I have learned that everybody's farm, their life, their family, their situations are completely different. And I, that's something I've been really working on, I think, over the past year is like comparing myself to other people and how, you know, they are a part of their farming operation. And it's okay that I'm not in the field. I'm still doing my part to help support our family and our children and keep it moving. Because without us, the men would, would cry at night. (laughs) (laughs) You, you did not say that any better than I could have. It's, it's so true. I I fall into that comparison game so badly as well. And I see other, like you said, on social media, other women that are stay-at-home moms, but they are working alongside their husbands day in and day out and taking their kids in tow out there. And I would me, be so crazy. <laughs> to me, what what's hardest for me is I truly would love to do that. But like you said, I know that my place is to work outside of the home, to not be, and it makes it hard. We don't live on the farm, so mm-hmm. we actually live in town, yeah. and so we're not right there. But yeah. I went to college with an animal science degree thinking that I was going to be working hands-on in the ag industry, working cattle or raising pigs or you know whatever I thought I was going to do. and. I got to do that all through college. And then kind of at the beginning or when we were dating, I got to, you know, help out a lot and stuff like that. But yeah, as you grow and your time in life changes, I know that it's my place to keep the boys home, Mm -hmm. to get them in bed or do something like that instead of being hands-on all the time. And I have to accept that. I still go out and I help work cattle. I am notorious for letting pretty much the stick drop and uh, my husband be on his own when the mean uh, cow comes running out when we're tagging calves. But thank goodness my husband is tall, strong, and he can hide off by himself. 
and still hang on to the calf. Yeah. <laughs> but we we all have a place and a time. And like I said, you said it perfectly. That is kind of a big challenge for me. It's it is a comparison game big mm-hmm. time. Hey, y'all. Are you super busy chasing around kids, trying to keep it together like I am? Well, I'm here to tell you to remember, slow down and take care of yourself. Even if it's just by washing your hair, using a really good deep conditioner, or practicing a skincare routine in the morning and at night. And don't worry, friend, I'm here to point you in the direction of the good stuff. As a cosmetologist of 12 years, I'm adamant about using salon-quality, professional products. But I'm sure, as you know, sometimes it's hard to get your hands on them, especially if you live in a rural community. But fear not, I've got a solution. In the show notes, you can find a link to my Hair by Caitlin Cox salon store. You'll find all the big professional brand name products. You can shop and have it shipped directly to your door. Don't hesitate to reach out or DM me on Instagram. If you need help finding the right products for your specific hair type and texture, I would love to help you find a way to take care of yourself. You deserve it, friend. Yeah, so with on the flip side of all of that, what do you feel like in, you know, the roles that you play are the most rewarding parts of your lifestyle? That definitely is being able to see all of the different aspects of agriculture. So I see it at my job in the crop side of the industry. I see it on the cattle side at day in and day out. That's predominantly our our operation. Mm-hmm. And then I see it on the flip side of us growing crops and me not, you know, as as the business person with it. And then we're diversified in haying and different things like that. And I get to see all that. But now I get to take that one step further and I see that consumer side. So we are truly taking what we have from our farm and putting that on people's tables. And that was something I never thought I would do. I never was big into the consumer side of agriculture or I didn't think I was. Mm -hmm. And that all really changed, which I think everything and everyone's aspects changed in 2020. But that really changed in 2020 when I saw how uneducated people were about where their food came from. And so just like so many other people, that was kind of the flip side of it when our viewpoints changed of like, let's be able to educate people and tell them where their food comes from, show them. And so that's probably one of the most rewarding factors of it. I sometimes get into conversations of telling about the farm and sometimes it's strictly telling them about beef and how nutritious it is or how to cook it or something like that. And you don't realize that's all a sense of agriculture. Yeah, it's like a full circle you've gotten to see from start to finish. Yeah, it is. It is. And I know being able to like still have your part time in crop insurance and 
being having your your beef business and then growing your own crops to feed your cattle so and then having your kids there with you I feel like is I know that's one thing that brings me so much joy is that I can have enough time in my day to take them out to the field and be a part of things and I really value now our children that they're getting to grow up in this because like you said so many people have no idea where their food comes from. We have a friend that lives about 40 minutes away, and it's not a major city, but it's just a bigger, a way bigger town, bigger city. And their kids are about, or their son is the same age as my son, but he had no idea what a combine was. My son had like a toy combine, and he had no idea what that was. And explaining to him like what it is and what it does you know it was just like I have no idea like you were talking about aliens so yeah I really value that we as mamas get to incorporate our children into like what we do every day and they get to grow up seeing the value in everything that's around them I I agree that I feel like in our industry that is something that is talked about a lot because in agriculture, we are not just a job. Mm-hmm. Like we all say, it is a lifestyle. Yeah. And having our kids grow up in that. Before my kids were three years old, they had seen a calf being born. They had seen us pulling a calf, assisting. We They've seen death on the farm. You know, all of that. And that's something that you can't teach Mm-mm. anywhere else. You can't you can't see the value in that in any other industry, I yeah. feel like, because you can't take your kids along to your job. No. This is this is when they say it's a lifestyle, it truly is. Yep. So many life lessons on the farm. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> okay. So as a rural entrepreneur and farm mom, what valuable lessons do you think you've learned? And are there any, is there anything that you wish someone had told you or that you had known when you started like your journey as an entrepreneur or your beef business? Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, I think nowadays you see so much and everyone falls into this. Social media is really a curse. I love it. I've met great friends from it, but it really does have impacts. And I think I think everybody can say that. Mm-hmm. And so you go into your new business thinking, wow, I'm going to make all this money and I'm going to only work this much at it and it's just going to come rolling in and it's going to be great. But they don't tell you that you have to work your tail off to get something started. It's not just a job that you walk into, do some training and know how to do. This is a step-by-step thing that you figure out on your own and what works for somebody else might not work for you whatsoever. It's, you know, one of those things that it's kind of a trial and error process and you think stepping into it or what I thought starting back in June of 2022, what I thought my business was going to look like and what I was going to be doing is a 180 flip from what I am doing now. I thought I was going to be sharing about our farm and all of that stuff. And now 
on my social media and trying to grow friends and a community, I'm sharing about motherhood because mm-hmm. everybody can kind of bond over that farm motherhood because we're all in it. Yeah. And it doesn't really even matter if you're a farmer or you're not. Motherhood is a community in itself and yes. <laughs> there's struggles and there's joys and everything that goes with that. And so it was kind of something that was really, really apparent that what I thought was going to be was not going to mm-hmm. be. And that definitely has changed sometimes day to day. Sometimes yeah. that's where I have to hone in on, okay, I just have to calm down one thing at a time. But if somebody would have told me a year and a half ago when I started this beef business that I was going to create an all beef cookbook and <laughs> be selling that to people that I knew in my hometown, I would have been like, what? Yeah. You're crazy. I would never do that. And it just, you fall into stuff as kind of your path leads you. And something that, you know, you you learn along the way. And there, too, as a farm mom, you, like I said, start to learn your role of where you're needed. So what I thought was, I'm going to be this mom that's, I'm going to pack up my kids. We're going to go out there all the time. We're going to help. We're going to do this and do that. Well, that really humbles you when you're sitting with two screaming kids, right? shoot side, trying to write down numbers, trying to work cattle with the guys and your kids are, I want a snack. I want to go in the house. And that just, there's a way about motherhood and entrepreneurship that is very relatable. And that is that it humbles you (laughs) in very many different ways. Yeah. They're so similar in a lot of ways when you really think about motherhood it humbles you. Motherhood and entrepreneurship, it will humble you and it will teach you that you have got to be flexible and you have got to embrace change and things are going to happen and you have to just learn to like take a breath and keep moving. I think it, they really are so similar. <laughs> yes, they are. They are. So what advice would you give to someone that's living in a rural community that's considering maybe going after entrepreneurship, giving it a go? Say they have a big dream or idea on their heart and they kind of, you know, have been sitting it on the back burner for a little while and they they just are, haven't taken that leap yet to go after it and do it. What advice do you have for that person listening? Yeah, so I actually have two really, really big pieces of advice that I wish somebody would have given me. So the first one is go after it, knowing that the people in your community are going to support you more than you ever think they will. Mm -hmm. Go after something that is different, that is new, that is that big, shining dream in front of you, and you will have more support than you ever think you will. And don't be scared to start that and do that. The second thing is dive in and do it, but know that everything does not have to be perfect. Because that was one of the things that I'm still sitting here and I thought everything had to be perfect when I started in June of 2022. So I worked my tail off 
for how long, making sure that everything was perfect to a T. And I'm still kicking myself now for some of the stuff that I prepared, I got bought, something that I don't use, I didn't need, I didn't really need to do that. And it was all because I was like, oh, this has to be perfect. So dip your toes in the water first because that will get a sense of like what direction you want to go with it. Like I said, when I started, I thought it was going to be completely different than what it is now. Mm-hmm. And I think that is going to be through any Anything business or any entrepreneurship that you do. It's going to change and adapt to the different things in how you grow. And so dip your toes in, get a feeling of what you want. And then once you figure kind of that path out, then you can dive headfirst in. Mm-hmm. But don't don't do it right away because otherwise you'll get burnt out or you will change avenues and paths. And then you're going to sit there looking back and like, I did all of this for nothing. And now, look, I failed at this. When in reality, you didn't because you tried it. You did something fantastic. You took that leap of faith and did it. But sometimes it can be a little bit taxing on you. And it's like, oh, that was more of a failure than what it should have been. Yeah. But, you know, if if you if you dive in head first too much. So that was kind of my biggest things of like what you think will happen. Mm-hmm. Definitely life has a way of showing you that <laughs> there's other plans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make plans and or make your plans and watch God laugh, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I I really feel like like you were saying just taking a step forward and trying it, not worrying about having all the things that you think you need to have. If you just like start moving forward, you're going to get clearer on what it is you're trying to do, trying to create, and you learn through experience. So you've got to just start moving. Like you said, you got to start somewhere. Yes. And nobody was a expert in the beginning. Even the experts had to start somewhere. <laughs> exactly. That is so true. <laughs> so I know we've talked about you have your beast business, you have your cookbook, and you have your podcast. So I want you to just, I guess, tell us where we can find all of that information because I really want to make sure that all of that is linked in our show notes. So everybody can follow you as you share your journey of entrepreneurship and as the busy farm mom. Yeah. So my beef business is known as 2383 Farms. So my website is just 2383farms.com. On there, you can find my cookbook. So that's an all beef cookbook. I have a bunch of recipes that I've gathered of our favorites. And so you can find that on there. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook at 2383 Farms. And then my podcast is called The Busy Farm Mom. And so that's on wherever I think you can listen. Um, (laughs) You can find it everywhere. And so that is kind of all the avenues of, of what I do. Okay. Well, I'm so glad that we got together and that you're here on the podcast today. I'm so excited to help you share your story and what you're doing and in hopes that I really hope that this kind of gives other rural women or other rural entrepreneurs the the nudge to know that they can do it too. So thank you, Amanda, for being here. 
Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Emerging as Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and touch more lives. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, you can find and follow me on Instagram. Talk with y'all later.